This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. Ah, we get to the fear of the Lord verse when it comes to the letter Kuf. And this is more than a spectacular one, as always. (laughs) I love this letter Kuf and this idea of holiness. And of course, you're not going to be surprised terribly when you hear that this is the fear of the Lord verse. So it's verse 151 in English, and it definitely is, you know, in line with last episode's verse where we're talking about that that they that draw near or nigh that follow after mischief, they're far from thy law. So, you know, this corresponds very directly with that one as verse 151 reads in English, Thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are truth. So as we talked about in the last episode, the letter Kuf is what begins this particular <laughs> verse. And so when it says, you know, thou art near, that near word, again, is that letter Kuf, and it has to do with distance and time, right? He's, he's always, he couldn't be more near in time, in present time, especially when you're talking to him. And that's the beautiful thing in prayer. When you begin to speak to somebody, they've got to be in the same time as you are, as often our minds wander. And so as we begin to speak, at least for our part, we are in time with the Lord. And then again, as we draw near to him, as, you know, it's beautiful that the psalmist says that. And then he says, all thy commandments or mitzvah are truth. And that word truth, we've talked about it before, but in Hebrew, it's a spectacular word, emet. And it starts with an aleph, which is the first letter. In other words, the beginning of the law is truth. A mem, which is the center, middle, the middle of the Hebrew alphabet. And the tav, which is the last letter of the alphabet. I can hardly wait till we get to study those verses. We've done the mem, which has to do with mama messiah and has to do with Christ in so many different ways. And of course, the first aleph, use very much the Father. You're going to see that throughout those verses we've already studied. And so this idea of the beginning and the middle and the end, it's all truth when it comes to the law. And it all is Christ. And and so as we get into this fear of the Lord, believe me, when it comes to the truth, (laughs) the truth goes marching on. I mean, that's a beautiful thing about truth. It's hard to find, but when you find it, it's everlasting. It can't be eroded because it's standing Firmly, and actually, when you look at the Hebrew letters at the end of the alphabet, you'll notice that the resh is the third from last rather than the shin. In other words, the tav, which stands on two legs, is a very well-standing letter because the truth will continue to stand long after other things fail. And so maybe you're like me, and you've been trying to find truth, and when it says all thy commandments are true, it means something really spectacular, that as we begin to obey these things, like love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. This is something that goes on. It's, it's a forever thing. It's an eternal thing, right? These commandments. And so I'll never forget when I, when I first understood this saying, which you've heard it, that the greatest among you will be the servant of them all. Right when the disciples went to Christ and they, you know, said which one of us is going to sit next to you, your king, his response was, you know, the greatest among you will be the servant of you all. Which Jesus is a picture of that that's unbelievable. I'll never forget the day I actually put that into practice and said to myself at the time I was the general manager, of Crown Hunt of Alvo in Chapel Hill, 
And I'd always thought that, you know, when you become the boss, then everybody works for you. <laughs> That's laughable to me at this point in time. But, you know, since I was a general manager, everybody reported to me. And the idea was I thought that, you know, I wasn't going to have to do as much now that I was boss because I could get everybody to do the work. <laughs> well, that isn't the picture that Jesus paints at all. And when I grasped the idea, like, oh, I'm supposed to help the sales manager be the best sales manager he can be. What resources, what information, what training, or what, what things does he need advertising in order to do the best job that he can possibly do? You know, the, the, the service manager, what can I do for him to get him the resources? In other words, I, when I really reevaluated my situation based on, you know, the position God had given me at the time, like how can I serve all these people? And oh my goodness, what, what happened was revolutionary. Just like all of a sudden, you know, project productivity went way up because the idea of the structure of the organization was how could I find a way to serve those people? And you know what? Then they began to serve the people under them, right? Because the managers, if they started to serve the salespeople or the, uh, the, the service manager began to serve the technicians and the parts managers began to start to uh, serve the countermen and the whole organization turned upside down once the top <laughs> decided that, whoa, in order to, to truly be what, what Christ said is the greatest, you have to be the greatest servant. And, and to see that is, is quite a picture, but even better than that. Okay, even more neat than that. But my life at that point was about the car business, unfortunately not about my family. But as I began to say, wow, how can I serve my family? How can I serve my wife? How can I serve my kids? What is it that I can do? What, what resources can I put in the way? In other words, it just gave me this whole different idea on how to love well, how to be the, the husband I should be, the father. And, and again, the idea of like, man, to be able to serve is something that you can get in there and actually do. <laughs> oh, now I know what I can do. You know, because so many times you stand around, you go, what do I need to do now? Well, if, if you begin to pray, God will give you the truth, especially if you pray in conjunction with studying his word, right? And as you study his word, you see these commandments, and as those things leap out to you, realize that they are all truth. And truth is eternal, and things that will matter, you know, into eternity. All the temporal things that I got involved in before, oh my goodness, a waste of time. You know, it's beautiful. I, I love, love, love what, what it says in the 16th. Um, it, let me think. It's the 16th Psalm. Yeah. The beginning of the 16th Psalm when he says, you know, that you are my God and there is no goodness apart from you. In other words, the same thing as Jesus said was apart from me, you can do nothing. But in other words, anything that we do without Christ, it doesn't have any doesn't have any long-term value because he is the truth. And so as you put all these things together, right, you can begin to work towards eternity because I can assure you what this commandment says, which has everything to do with the fear of the Lord, is thou art near, O Lord, and all thy commandments are true.